afternoon. Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 14th. Right? September 14th? Yes, September 14th. Crazy. We're already in the middle of September. September 14th. And uh, Key and I are going to be reviewing. I want to say reviewing. But we're going to be you know, going after what we were right and wrong about in last week's football games. Uh, we got the Thursday night game. Great game tomorrow. Chiefs and Chargers. To start off the year already. With a, I'm back to back, I mean, we had obviously Rams, Bills on Thursday, and then we got Chiefs, Chargers. Those are two amazing Thursday night games. At Absolutely. least, the, at least the names wise are great because the last game wasn't great. But right, right, right. Week one was a gauntlet. Week one was a gauntlet. They uh, the schedule. Whoever makes the schedules, I mean, so many divisional games, so many primetime or I shouldn't say primetime matchups, but big time matchups. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. There wasn't many it. It's going to be a great season. There really wasn't many blowouts. Like I expected there to be a couple more, but even I mean Philly won only by three, but that game felt a little bit farther away. But other than that, it really was just KC manhandled and Minnesota won pretty pretty big. But other than that, like everything was close. In Baltimore, New Jer- New York, but. There was really not much else other than that that wasn't pretty that wasn't pretty close on Sunday. And Monday. It was a it was a wild Sunday of games and Monday. Wild wild week one. One of the more wild week ones I can remember. Um week one's always crazy. There's always upsets. There's always you just never know what the hell is gonna happen on week one. You really can't. And honestly, you can't I would say the first three or four weeks really. You always have a team that's like four and oh, three and one that you'd never think. And then they either crater or they either keep it going and they end up making the playoffs. But mm-hmm. there's a lot the first four weeks, really six weeks, with the, uh, you know, when you take away that fourth preseason game, um, you know, a lot of these teams or some of these teams, I should say, probably look at the first, you know, three to six weeks as preseason. We know Belichick does, like he said that. And uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. But, you know, just uh, I enjoyed week one. It's going to be a great NFL season. Uh, There's no more. I think there's only two certainties we have right now, and that's the Bills and the Chiefs are above everyone else right now just after one week, which means nothing because, you know, I think if you go through any NFL season and you look at what people thought after week one compared to week 17, now 18 in this league, you know, it's going to be completely different most times, even from week one to week five. seven or eight. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, five. Of course. Stuff's I mean, ever changing. Year, I mean, remember last year, week one, we were like, wait, what happened to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? They lost 38 to three. And then they went on pretty much going 13 and two for the rest of the season. And Rodgers won MVP. So it was like, right? so or 13 and three. So it was like, okay. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're fine. Like, that's why, oh, speaking of that, I mean, not just to jump right in, I'm not worried about the Packers as much. I understand they don't have Devontae Adams, but Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watkins, uh, Watkins missed one deep early uh, that he could have had easily to get back in that game. That would have changed the complexity of the game, but they have some things that they need to work out for sure, but I'm not, because I had Green Bay going to the Super Bowl, and I'm not backing off of that after this, seeing why I saw they played worse against the Saints last year, and they still made it. So, or to the AFC, or to the playoffs, that's a one seed. Absolutely, yeah. I, people love to overreact to Week One, and you can't. 
You know, you just can't. You literally just can't. Uh, there are you know. some things you can see, like Justin Jefferson is a, a, a dog. Like Justin Jefferson it may be by the end of the year the best receiver in football, like unanimously. Saquon Barkley looks like Saquon again. I can say those couple things. Like that, that you can tell from week one because Saquon looks gross. And if that's what Saquon's going to look like all year, the Giants are going to be a tough game every week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're running a tight schedule here, so let's really get to it, Keenan. Three things we were right about, three things we were wrong about in week one. Uh, I'm going to get right into it. These kind of go hand in hand. You could say they're one and two because, you know, they were the same game. <laughs> I couldn't have been more wrong about the Rams and the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I came in here and said when we were doing our picks, look, if the Bills are that team, they win week one. Doesn't matter if it's in LA, whichever. If they're that team that everybody's picking to go to the Super Bowl, because everybody and their moms and their grandma was picking the Bills to go to the Super Bowl, they got to win that game. What do they do? They dominate that game. Uh, you know, they turned the ball over. They had their miscues, but overall, there was never really a question. They didn't punt that the game was in hand. Yeah, they didn't punt. Um, That's for the Josh last Allen's six great. games. <laughs> Going back to last year, they haven't punted, which is crazy to think. Yeah, no, they uh, they had no trouble with the Rams. The Rams look pretty discombobulated for a you know a well coached team that they are, and they got they got a pretty talented roster all around. Obviously, they're missing some pieces here and there, but uh, you know, Allen Robinson was a non factor. Stafford didn't look comfortable. Uh, I don't know if you're a Bills fan and you've been talking your shit all year, or if the Bills are your pick, you got to feel pretty confident because they looked every bit to be, you know, if not the best team, a top two or three team, absolutely. Like I said, it's them and the Chiefs right now. The Rams uh, look a little – the Rams' offensive line is nerve-wracking. That that I can't say. They're missing. They're going to miss their center for a month. Andrew Whitworth, obviously he's gone. But um, so that, that line's going to be maybe the main issue for this team all year long. And if it continues to look as it did last Thursday, they're going to have to address it. Facts and uh, you know, kind of going with that. I mean, I'll kind of breeze through here along the lines of being wrong. One where I was right, you know, on the same end as the Buffalo Bills is the Chiefs. The Chiefs look like they're in week eight already. Like that offense is a well oiled machine. Mahomes made a statement, it's the you best know, him September and September quarterback and, of all time. If you've ever seen like Mahomes September stats, it's they're literally like absolutely incredible. Like I don't under like he just comes out every year like it's week 5, week 8. Chiefs are going to be tough. They're oh, going to yeah. be tough. Them and the Bills in the class right now. Obviously it's only week 1, but they're, they're far and away the best two teams right now. Scary be, the Chiefs are scary because of the fact that like they now have they're not predictable. That's what I think. They just have so many options. Yeah, no, like they have just they obviously have, they have Travis Kelsey, but then they have just like five B level options. Valdez scantling over the top, Juju underneath, you or Juju in the middle of the field. You got Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the backfield. You've got Mahomes who can actually run as well, and then whoever Andy Reid schemes up. To be open, maybe Sky Moore, maybe their ba- uh, Blake Bell. I think it is their backup tight end. But like whoever Andy Reid schemes up, because he's still one of the best, if not the best, offensive mind in football. So like 
they just have so many options now. And I understand if Mahomes is going to have time and Mahomes is now playing with a chip on his shoulder too, rated the eighth best player in the league, rated the third best quarterback in the league. He's going to be playing with, he's playing with an edge, especially how you lost last year. That's going to be, that's nerve wracking for the rest of the league. You don't want to say, I got to, I got to say more than it's funny because basketball media, NBA media is pretty dramatic. Yes. One thing, one thing I'll give the NBA media a little bit over the NFL. Cause this happens every year in the NFL that I've ever witnessed it. Even when I was a kid, uh, the NBA, if you say you have an off season, like James Harden right now, right? He didn't have the greatest season last year and people will probably won't put him in their top 10, mm-hmm. but people will be like, you know what? Maybe he has a good season. Uh, regardless, he's still probably a top 20, maybe top 25 player. Even that's pushing it, but people will give Harden his respect. Like Kawhi hasn't been seen in a while. They still respect him as like a top 10 player, like that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. Like Saquon for instance, like people were kind of already writing him off, you know, and what you just said about Mahomes, having him as the eighth best player, third best quarterback. That happens every single year. Like how many people were just like shooing in Josh Allen? Not that he don't deserve it, but people were just like kind of putting Allen ahead of Mahomes now. And it's just the kind of stuff that happens every year. You know, I was thinking actually yesterday about how it just randomly came to me. The year Peyton went out, Peyton Manning, I think it was 2011, 2010, one of those years. He had the neck injury. He was out. Brady lit it up, and he was MVP. And everybody, like, nobody was talking about Peyton Manning. Like, people were talking about Brady in a class by himself, which he was, but the only person who was in his class was Manning, and he was going to be coming back the next year. You know what I mean? And um, uh, Obviously. Same, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but to go just on that point before you go forward, uh, then Rodgers – wins the Super Bowl, then wins MVP afterwards, and then Rodgers is in a class by himself as the best in the league, as if Tom Brady wasn't the MVP the year before. And it was like, guys. I remember uh, that. Uh, I remember th- that's how what made upset me dis- we were. Those first two seasons after, like, Rodgers won the Super Bowl, and people were literally calling Rodgers, like, the greatest talent of all time, which is like, you can, sure, you can call him that, but it's like, you know, there we're was. making Brady seem like he was, like, just – like a side to Aaron Rodgers being the main dish. And it was like, I got upset. I was like, I I didn't like Aaron Rodgers specifically for that reason. But then that died down and I become to love Aaron Rodgers game because he's an amazing QB. So I like, was the exact same way. I was not a Rodgers fan for the first, probably six just, years of his prime. You know what seem, I mean? After that Super Bowl. Maybe him, four. Yeah, no, it was just, they, and they threw him in your face and then made it seem like, he was the only player to ever be great. That was the same thing that I understand with like um, Rogers fans with Mahomes. Rogers fans with Mahomes. No, the same thing. They do it all the time, and now they're doing it with Josh Allen fans to Josh Allen with Mahomes per se. Because when Mahomes came in the league, they're like, "We've never seen a quarterback spin the ball like this," and it was like, "Wait." We've just been watching Aaron Rodgers for the last, like, 10 years. What are we talking about? He literally I does everything the same except for on the run. He may not throw as – but, I mean, he does everything. It's Aaron Rodgers. And then now they're now people are forgetting about Patrick Mahomes sometimes because Josh Allen is the new pretty thing. I wish I could find it because it was from last Thursday, so I'm not going to go through my replies or my tweets. But someone tweeted after the game last Thursday something like, 
have we ever seen anybody like Josh Allen? <laughs> I mean, I like, oh, technically no, because like he's six five, he's built like Cam, but can really throw from the pocket and run. So technically no, but let's not make it seem as if Mahomes didn't throw fifty touchdowns three years ago. <laughs> like, come on, guys. I would say, look, I would say to the build of what Cam and Josh Allen are, I'm gonna give you a quarterback that people forget about. That was great. May he rest in peace. Who was big? Pause. Like Cam and Josh Allen, and that's Steve McNair. Steve McNair, who could uh, who could most definitely scramble, who could most definitely sling it, and uh, could play from the pocket or on the run. So yeah, people have short memories in the NFL, way more than the NBA, and that's something I complain about in the NBA. I, I feel like people don't pay attention to trends in the NBA. People will kind of get rid of styles of play. You know what I mean? They think mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to win by the three. Where, yeah, that probably is true, but there's other ways to win, too. And we've seen that in the NBA. Maybe not win a championship, but there's other ways to be a successful playoff team. And For the sure. NFL, For sure. people have extremely short memories. NFL media has always been dramatic, and it kind of goes hand-in-hand with the games because, man, the games, every Sunday you're going to find an amazing game. Yeah, like like this you year, won't, you won't find going? a Sunday that doesn't have an amazing game in any season across. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you'd be hard pressed to find a bad game. Yeah. But on like this year yeah. per se, like if Joe Burrow would have came out the first five weeks and absolutely lit it up, he would have been anointed maybe the best QB in football. Be off of his, off no, of his last right. year run, like how like obviously he was so beloved going into that that Super Bowl run, even though he played. He played decent in the Super Bowl, wasn't great, but wasn't terrible, but then came out like he was on a vengeance this year and just lit the league up. He still could. I mean, regardless, there was one loss. People, as we said, short-term memory. So people will forget this game. If he lights it up the next three games, he will be in the best quarterback in the NFL conversation, and that needs to chill. I love Joe Burrow more than just about anybody. That needs to chill out. That can wait a couple of years. But go on with whatever else you loved on the week. Uh, I'll go back to wrong. And, you know, you just said Joe Burrow. I was wrong on the Bengals. I've had them winning. I think most people did. You know, a lot of people probably had, or many people probably had the Steelers upsetting, which wouldn't be crazy, you know, especially in a week one divisional game. Definitely. But, you know, I thought Cincy, I had it as a close game, but I really thought Cincy cleared up their offensive line. Like, that was their weakness last year, and they did not. Steelers hounded Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had a terrible game. Granted, he brought them back. Then their their kicker, who is you know, definitely at least a top five kicker in the league. Oh, yeah. Gets his kick, for sure. Yeah, gets his extra point block, gets his, then shanks an easy field goal on third down, and then uh, and then the Steelers come away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, I mean, I don't think it's Overall, I don't like. I still think they're going to be a playoff team, but man, if they don't shore that up, and Steelers are going to be that competitive, and you know we see the Ravens looking good, and then the Browns, I couldn't have been more wrong about the Browns. Brissett looked pretty good. Uh, I was pretty down on him, but uh, you know it could get ugly quick for the Bengals if the AFC North is going to be that competitive. Yeah, I mean it's, again, the it's hard AFC to say West after being week competitive, one. but yeah, no, it's they gotta. You can't blink in the N- in the AFC right now. Like, you, there's no weeks. I mean, it's the NFL, so there's no days off regardless. But, like, you blink in the AFC, you can be down. You can be one and three with seven teams ahead of you, three and one. And that, so that's like in the NFC. I'm going to, um, something I was wrong on. 
Okay. <sighs> Some the Atlanta Falcons. Uh yeah, that you know, I had them getting absolutely blown out and dismantled because I don't think they're great. I still don't think they're great, but I got to give credit where credit is due. They played the Saints to the bitter end. That game was odd. I thought they were going to lose. I thought the Saints were going to end up losing the game on like that there's a pass in, or roughing the passer. Some there's a call at the end of the game. Unnecessary roughness. There we go. There was a call at the end of the game where I thought that they were going to just blow it. But Atlanta played very well, even though I had the Saints winning and they did end up winning. I wanted to give credit to them for sure. That's something I was wrong on. Something that I was right on, though, and what I feel comfortable about, Minnesota Vikings. I have the Minnesota Vikings 11-6 as a playoff team. I have them going to the divisional round this year. I have Justin Jefferson as my offensive player of the year. I couldn't feel more confident in that right now. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. They are going to be a very tough game. And Monday night, Philly, uh, Minnesota going to Philly. Speaking of, a team a that, speaking of a team that you were correct on so far with how their offense looked on uh, Sunday. Not their defense. Their defense, no, but their offense their offense had no questions to it. On they were, Everybody was running. Miles Sanders got a touchdown. I don't know. Miles Sanders hasn't seen the end zone since I was maybe in diapers. I'm kidding. But Miles Sanders hasn't seen the end zone since I lived in Vermont. Like he, It has been a while since Miles Sanders has seen the end zone, so good for him. Yeah, the Minnesota Vikings, I had that for what I was right for. More so just for Monday night. You know, or not Monday night, but the first week. Their yeah. game against the Packers. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. How I called it is kind of how I played it out. Was that the Packers aren't going to be up to schedule, basically. The Vikings are talented, and they'll take advantage of that. So that, I think I called that kind of on the money, right? Yeah. I didn't see a lot of that game, but... And overall, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Vikings are going to have an amazing offense. I think they're going to have a chance in the... They got a nice for the pass rush, North. too. That front, seven, that front seven's nice, which... Even though the secondary isn't a sure thing, that sec- that front seven is nice. So when you have a good front seven like that, it definitely can help your corners out for sure. Uh, one more thing I was right on, and it doesn't reflect in the scores right now because I actually picked opposite. I picked against this QB, and then I picked for this QB. And I'll even throw Atlanta in there because they – I mean, I picked them to lose. But, you know, to go along, I said – and it's only week one. But – you know, to go again, to go with your Atlanta point, Mariota is a competent, like he's the definition of average. He can yeah, do some he's, things. He's plain. He competes. And, uh, you know, I kind of forgot about this. He lost nerve damage in his arm. Yeah, no, and, I forgot about that too. And now apparently it's back. And so, you know, who knows? Maybe I went over on a lot of these teams that are going to be bad. Like, I, I don't think I have a team below five wins. Five is low, but like I don't have any three win teams. I believe I think everyone's basically five or six wins and up because a as I said last time that extra game, and I just think it's going to be a real competitive league. I think the middle of the pack is as deep as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, I think it's the Chiefs and the Bills right now after Week One and every everyone else. And then when you go against that Bengals and Ravens and you know who else, the Saints, you know teams below that. It's a fucking free for all. Chargers in uh, in the in Vegas, I'd put up there. It's a free for all under those teams who have like real talent. Yeah, know? no, there's it's Tampa. There, there's so uh, many teams. They're like, if you're putting Buffalo and Casey in that like driver seat class, the passenger seat has a line of ten people. 
Like there, exactly. like there's two. Like there are ten teams where you can be like, you can make an argument why they're around the third to fifth best team in the league right now, and it's like, oh, okay. And I think week one overall kind of does reflect that. I mean, it doesn't because it's week one, and you're going to find these results on week one any NFL year. Rarely does every good team you think is going to win on that Sunday actually come through with a win, which yeah. uh, I should have paid attention to when I was making my parlay picks on Sunday because I all agree. my shit was fucked up. I with agree. These my parlay wasn't great. Uh, my- ETC. But, you know, where I was right, on these quarterbacks again, Atlanta, I think their offense is going to be okay. I think they're going to be able to be competitive in the NFC South, especially in divisional games. This quarterback, I picked against him, but I told you, I was like, hey, Keenan, I don't think this team's going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be that bad, especially after a full training camp. And that's Geno Smith and the Seahawks. That defense, that I mean, it was a close game, but they gave Russell Wilson problems all day. Geno looked Better than good. He looked great. Gino really did look great. I mean, he had some Gino moments, but he protected the ball. He's someone I've said he's underqualified to be a starting quarterback, probably like for a playoff team, but he's probably overqualified to be a backup too. And he's kind of right in that perfect spot. He's going to be, he's not going to be their starter next year, but he can definitely hold it down this year for a competitive Seahawks team. And uh, on the other side of that, I picked this team to win, but I also told you I don't think this guy's going to be their quarterback in five or six weeks, and that's Trey Lance and the Niners, who Trey Lance looked terrible in week one. I'll give him a bit of a pass because they played the fucking monsoon, but, you know. I'm going to start judging him off of week two. I can't. He didn't look great, but Fields didn't look great either. Fields made a couple plays. I, I'm I'm going to wait till week two to judge to start making my uh, – I'm giving him a pass for week one. I'm giving him a pass for week one. In that terrible field with the terrible conditions, I'm going to give him a pass personally. You are fair not to. I personally am giving him a little pass. I'm giving him a little pass just just based on the weather, but I don't know. I would have liked to have seen more from uh, from the quarterback for a team that I don't want to say many, but you know, there's a few people out there picking this team as a sleeper team, or at least a playoff team. Everyone's oh. picking this team, at least as a playoff team. Oh, yeah, I mean, I have uh, a playoff team. As so. a Super Bowl sleeper, though, you know, you, you'd like to see more. Um, uh, one thing I need to mention while you're before we go too far off of it. Yeah. I personally think it was ridiculous to have McManus kick a 64-yard field goal when it was 45. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I, if... If Bill, Bill, I don't care who it is. I understand McManus has the leg for it because he kicked it and it was only left. It wasn't like it didn't go that far. Justin Tucker obviously made a 66-yarder for the win last year, but that was because they had to either Hail Mary it to the end zone or kick it with the greatest kicker of all time. So you're going to do that. Anyways, I cannot. If if Bill Belichick in his right mind would have put Mac wouldn't have put Mac Jones out there, I would have been upset. If he wouldn't have put Tom Brady out there to get a fourth and five after burning thirty-five seconds off of the clock for no reason, oh my good I Well that's exactly it right there. The kick oh wasn't the egregious part. The the kick was questionable, especially since it was Russell Wilson's your quarterback, right? And you're at Seattle if you wanna add some circumstances to it. But sixty four yards and he actually 
he had enough to make it. Yeah, it just, just he just missed left. he just missed it left, which is fine. Right? Which you get it because but, it's a sixty four yard field goal, but But the worst part about it is like you said, he let I think it was like a minute five on the clock when uh when whoever had the ball got tackled, right? And he lets it burn. Let's the clock burn with three timeouts. That's the worst part about that. He's got three whole timeouts. Uh, you know, if you want to kick a field goal, rush the field goal team on if you don't want to burn three timeouts and give yourself a chance after that. Uh, instead, he lets it run all the way down to where they pigeonhole either a Hail Mary chance or, you know, a specific out-of-bounds first down type of play or a 64-yard field goal. Terrible coaching. You'll see it week in and week out in the NFL, and that's terrible coaching. I just, I don't, I don't understand, like, you, I'm fine with wanting to kick a field goal and you're only, you needed a field goal to win, but get your guys close as you possibly can. And you're that all you're trying to tell me you have more faith in Brandon McManus going kicking a 64 yard field goal, which would be this tied for the second longest field goal ever. And the percentage of that is like so low. I think it was like maybe it's been made under 10% of the time. You trust that more than Russell Wilson going 15 feet? Really? 15 been, feet? Are you I'd kidding? Been okay, I'd have been more okay with it had he not burned all that time off. I was surprised anyway. Like I was like, damn, he's really going to try it. But, you know, not bad to have confidence in your kicker, I guess. But, yeah, I would have I rather went with Russ, and I definitely would have at least used a timeout there and drew up a play. Figure out exactly what you want to do. I would have instantly called a timeout because then if you do kick the field goal <laughs> – it obviously, obviously, it's like pretty much null and void at that point because there'd be like fifty-two seconds left. But then you're able to call two timeout and maybe get a fake, and maybe on the punt or on something crazy, you get something. I don't know. You give yourself a touch more of a chance to go win and do something. I just think that was ridiculous. Oh my goodness! That, that things. watching that live, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" But that was pretty much my week one. Was pretty much that, other than the Patriots. That uh, yeah, but go on. Yeah, we'll finish up with the Patriots here. I just want to say also before we do our picks, I mean, we knew this Harrison Bucker's out uh, tomorrow. And then now Keenan Allen's out. So might change some things around for picks maybe. I don't know. Uh, Shit, what else is I going to say? Oh, yeah, then obviously we got Dak going down in week one. Make mention of that. Buccaneers didn't look great. They won, obviously, but they didn't look... Great. They didn't Julio, look, I thought, looked really good. Julio, Julio looked, looked good. good. Leonard Fournette looked, looked really good. Uh, they didn't really have to look great. So I'm interested to see him this week. Um, not saying that it's a bad thing. Like, they didn't look phenomenal, but like Dallas didn't make them have to even turn it up. So and they've obviously struggled with the Saints. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play against the Saints this week. Yeah, we have a great week, too. Oh, I yeah, a phenomenal week, too. Um, did you want to get into picks? No, let me get into the Patriots of New England first, okay? okay? Can, yep, no problem. Uh, listen, we talked about last week how the biggest question mark on this team was Matt Patricia and the offense, uh-huh. all right? We saw the result, 23-7, to 23 or 24-7, whatever the final score was. No, 20-7, actually. 20-7, to right? yeah. 20-7. Um. Look, there was problems on the offensive line. Obviously, they had that fumble, uh, the scoop and score. So that's six. That's seven right there for the Dolphins. Mac throws a pick on that first drive, right, which could have been P.I. They didn't call it. Ends up being a pick. 
and then uh, there was another turnover in there somewhere. Whatever. Okay? In between all that, you won't hear this. Everywhere I've looked, whether it's Twitter, whether it's on ESPN, everyone is completely down on this Patriots team. I was looking to be negative, Keenan, on Sunday. I was looking for it. I was ready to be negative. Okay? Especially after the last few years in McDaniels where he just wasn't at his best. He was as conservative as he's ever been. Mm -hmm. Aside from, like, his Jacoby Myers quarterback calls, you know? Like, he was just... A lot of runs on first and second down, which put you, put you in third and long or third and mid, where it was an obvious passing situation, okay? Yep. Patricia didn't do a lot of that. The offense was the same as far as, besides the zone run scheme, which worked out better than it did in preseason, uh, the passing game looks a lot of the same, okay? Like, as far as, like, the routes and all that. I was actually not upset with Patricia's game plan. He was obviously finding his rhythm, and a lot of these, like, there were some calls where he'd run on a first or second down where I didn't think it was the best. But I thought it was certainly better than Josh McDaniels. And, uh, you know, that, like I said, Mac opens the game with that pick, and it could have gone either way. There's, there's a world where that drops right in if he's not being held. You know what I mean? Like, it was a pretty good thrown ball. Obviously, Kendrick Bourne was benched. That's, yeah, that's upsetting and it's one of the more annoying things Belichick does is randomly bench a player. And apparently this was Patricia benching him for something that happened in the preseason. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But me personally, I'm used to it by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen this much negativity. I said this before week one, and it carries after. I did not see anybody even really saying – I saw maybe one person saying what I'm saying and going with, like, yeah, the Patriots at least were moving the ball. They had no problem moving the ball against Miami. It was that they couldn't score. They couldn't get that final result. So there was things there for me to like with the running game, the passing game. The defense performed aside from that one play at the end of the half, which, you know, never really happened to a Belichick defense. They got sliced on a fourth and seven going into the half. That was terrible. That was the ball game right there, basically. Um, And it's funny. I don't know if you had the game. I don't think you had the game on at the time. But you would never hear Belichick say this at any point. They asked him, like, what he thought of the first half. And they, he relayed to the CBS reporters, they you know, came out of the halftime saying this, saying that Belichick was like, well, if it wasn't for two plays, you know, it's basically a tie game. And I laughed out loud when I heard that. I couldn't believe Belichick said that because, you know, when have you heard that much patience and optimism from Belichick? Or, you know, that's some shit I would say if I was the fucking head coach, not Bill Belichick. I couldn't believe he said that. I think it's kind of funny, but I really do think he's sticking to his his word and saying, hey, judges, after week five or six, because, you know, that's when we re- are really starting. They're trying to figure out their team. And I get the the lack of patience from Patriots fans. But holy shit, like you would never. Keenan, there was years when we had Brady and a loaded offense and it would just start off slow. Yeah, it would end up being a three and one, four and oh start. But the offense didn't look like after week two or three or four what it looked like in week eight week 12 and obviously the end of the season no it's the Patriots are something that is going to be is going to have to take time and there's something that are going to have to mature into what they are the reason why there's a lot of potential here the reason why the people aren't giving them the benefit of the doubt is because it's MJ 10 not TB 12 that's really what it comes down to and obviously he's unproven so it's hard to go from the GOAT the greatest, arguably one of the greatest player in American team sports to again going to another person. That next guy is going to get judged more harshly than anything. 
So, but it's not even Mac. It's not even Mac that's getting the hate. I'm seeing people literally being like, "Yo, fire Belichick." This and that. Again, I was looking to hate on Matt Patricia. I couldn't even believe he was welcome back to the organization. Obviously, Belichick loves this guy, but he really, I thought he was an upgrade over McDaniels. And people, I don't know, when you go and see like people analyze the games, it's clear the games they do watch and they do not watch. Because they clearly did not watch that Patriots and Dolphins game. Because, yeah, no, the Patriots did not score and they had trouble scoring, kind of. But they did not have trouble moving the ball at all. It was more turnovers and beating themselves rather than the production of the offense or the lack of stops by the defense. The defense looked really good aside from that one play at the end. And uh, the pass rush is there. The run defense is there. There's a lot to be excited for on this team. But, uh, you know, if you ask your average Patriots fan, it's gloom and doom over here. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm literally the only Patriots fan on earth who is optimistic right now about this team but there is some things to like i personally am in the middle i didn't get to watch as much of the game as i wanted to because i was at um i was at work so i saw i saw it in bits and pieces but i saw it more towards the end of the game where kind of they weren't the patriots offense as it's going to be constructed it was more so (laughs) in just like the we're down we're gonna try to make plays here and there were some plays good some plays not defensively they were pretty decent so I didn't get. I don't get a. I'm not saying too much right now because I didn't get a full glimpse of the game as I wanted to get the full glimpse of the game. So I'm. Absolutely. I don't want to. Um, I'm hoping that this week against Pitt, I'll be able to find a way to watch it here because I won't be working this Sunday. So I'll actually be able to sit down and watch and get more of an accurate accurate depiction of it. But from everything, obviously, I've talked to you and everything I've seen, there are things that there are things you can take away from the game, and if you're an actual if you want to be an actual observer you can there's ways to be optimistic about this Patriots team not just uh, demoralized by the way what you see on the field exactly and you know the part that sucks is yeah the Patriots even last year there were some games where they did beat themselves but most of the time they outright lost you know there were some games where they turn the ball over which is to be expected with Matt young quarterback only a second year now mm-hmm and uh, today was one of those days, especially that play again at the end of the first half. That was terrible. That was the ball game right there. But, you know, I mean, if they can't shore up the offensive line, then, yeah, it's going to be a rough season all around. But For that's sure. one of the things that's going to be – I'm going to guess it's going to be better in week six than it is right now. And if I'm wrong, then, yeah, it's going to be a long season. And they're not going to make the playoffs. But everything else, this receiving core, the tight ends, the backs, uh, even the secondary – the secondary is really what gave up, especially Kyle Duggar on that play before the half. Yeah, that was the ball game. But, you know, other than that, the secondary looked good, and the front of seven looks really good. The front of seven can be a problem. And, uh, you know, they were aggressive. They blitzed Tua a lot towards the end of the game, and he could not handle it. Like, had they done that in the first half a little more, you know, maybe it's a different result. But Tua, I'll say this, the Dolphins team, they're going to be a fun team to watch. They're fun. I don't. I didn't come out of that game thinking Tua was any better than I thought before. But he is going to look better in this offense. And this team's going to be fun. they got a lot of speed aside from Tyreek Hill. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. They've got a lot of talent on this team. They're definitely a playoff caliber team for sure. Absolutely. But, yeah, Patriots are right in that middle of the pack. Same with the Dolphins and same with a bunch of other teams. Uh, You know, we had our picks for the playoffs. I think it's going to be on both sides – seven teams of randomness, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that first two or three, like I think the Packers, 
Packers, Bucks. I don't know about the Rams. I won't leap to the Rams, but you know, Bucks, Packers, Vikings, even you can bet on them. In the AFC, obviously, like we said, the Bills and the Chiefs, you can bet on them. I throw the Ravens in there too. I agree. So those are like I don't know. It's gonna be a mess this whole season. And I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. I I can't wait for it. I can't wait for all the chaos. I still wish that there was only 17 games instead of 18. But hey, bring it on. Makes it more chaotic. This season's gonna be insane. It really is. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, Keen. Let's move on to picks here. Okay, let's do it. Uh, did you want to get into this kind of rapid fire? Do you have the odds with you right now? Let's do it. Yes. Chiefs, Chargers. Chiefs by three and a half points. Chiefs at home. Uh, Keenan, I'm going Chiefs. Let's go 34. No, let's go 35. 35-26, Chiefs. Okay, 35-26. You have them covering. I've got the Chiefs as well. I think the Chiefs are going to win something along the lines of 38-34. to 34. Next, we got Jets at Browns. Browns are favored by five and a half. I'm going to go with Browns over the Jets. We'll say 21. No, they got a good running game. I'll give them 24. 24-17. I've got a 24-14 Cleveland. I just don't trust the fact that uh, Flacco is there. That's I don't have any faith in that. Yeah, I really I'm not sure about the Jets. Uh, commanders at the Detroit Lions. Lions by one and a half. Uh, and you never really know what you're going to get out of Wentz. Uh, this is this is a favorable line, obviously, for the Commanders. But I'm going to go with the Commanders, 28 to 25. Ooh. Okay, so you got them actually. Okay, I actually like Detroit in this game. So I've got, I personally got Detroit. I've got that in a 27 to 24 game. I like DeAndre Swift. I like what he's been doing. He's grown on me. He's someone in fantasy that I hadn't liked for a while, but he's been growing on me lately. I think that run game is going to be very good there. All right. I agree. It definitely is going to be a close game. For sure. Uh, Bucks at Saints. Bucks are favored by two and a half at the Saints. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints here. Ooh. Let's go. I feel like these are all kind of in the same score zone, but let's go 27 20. I'll give the Bucks 20. I was going to go 27 17, but I'm going 27 20 Saints over the Bucks. You said the Bucks are favored by two and a half? Right. Yes. I've got them covering that. I think it's going to be 28 25 bucks. I think it's going to be a tough 28, but I think it's going to be 28 25. I, I like Leonard Fournette a lot, and they ran. Um, the uh, Falcons did run on them last week. Cordero, Cordero Patterson had a big game. Brady's never beat the Saints since he's been the Bucks, right? Or he hasn't once, won at. Once in the playoffs. And by the way, back to. Two in the past, two was four and zero against the past career, so that's interesting. But Panthers at Giants, Giants are favored by two. This is going to be another good game. Uh, pff, shit, let's go. This is anybody's game. I'm going to go with home team though. Giants going to start off two and zero. Twenty four, twenty three, Giants. I've also got the Giants. I've got the Giants in a 25 to 22 game. 
Patriots at Steelers. Patriots are a one point favorite against the Steelers. Uh, man, I'm gonna roll my team here. Ugly game, defensive game. I'm gonna say 2017 pass over the Steelers. I had a 21-18 actually Patriots over the Steelers, so we we're both thinking the same thing. I just think it's gonna be a gritty game. Uh, no TJ Watt definitely helps out. Colts at Jaguars. Colts by four. The favorite over the Jaguars at home. Uh, damn, I have no clue what to make of this Colts team after that. I mean, granted, it's only week one. I'll give them the chance to right the ship, even though the Jaguars are obviously better. I wouldn't be mad at anybody picking the Jaguars here. I almost want to pick the Jags. I ain't going to lie. I have no clue who to pick here. Gun to my head, though. Screw it. Give me the Jags. Give me the Jags. Ooh, I like it. Give me another 24-21 Jags over the Colts. I got 26-24 Colts over the Jags, I think. they. I think they read the wrong. Go start 101-1. Dolphins at Ravens. Ravens a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to go Ravens over the Dolphins, 30-20. to 20. Ooh. I like Baltimore. I like them 30-24. to 24. I think the I think the uh I think the Dolphins are good, but I just think Baltimore's gonna be a little much. Falcons at Rams. Fal- Rams are a ten and a half point favorite. Uh not sure how I feel about that line, but let's go Rams. Knock their score down a little bit. They didn't look great last week. Let's go Rams twenty-four. Nah, I've got a lot of 24s. Let's go Rams 26, Falcons 21. I've got the Rams in a 30 to 20 game. I think the typically the Rams do very well with teams they should blow out, they do blow them out. So it's going to be I think this is going to be one of those games that they just win handily. Uh, this is another insane line to me. This is the Seahawks at the Niners, and the Niners are a nine and a half point favorite. I would bet I, that any day of the week. My goodness, I would go with the Seahawks plus nine and a half. Absolutely, I agree. I'm gonna actually pick the Seahawks here. I'm gonna roll with Geno. Let's go. Let's go twenty. God damn, I feel like all these picks are like 27, 24, 21, but <laughs> Let's go 27. Nah. Let's go 23. <sighs> Bless you. Let's go 23-17 Seahawks over the Niners. I got 24-23 San Fran. But, yeah, no, I don't. I would bet that in a heartbeat. I don't think San Fran's going to blow them out at all. Bengals at Cowboys. Cowboys obviously without Dak. Bengals are a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Uh I do think the pass rush can get to Joe, Joe Burrow. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than what you would think, but overall I think the Bengals win. Let's say the Bengals 31, Cowboys 21. 31-21. I have it actually. I had it. I'm going to have it 35-21, to 21, Bengals. I think that they... I think once they start getting rolling, I think they'll get rolling in the second half and they'll get going. Uh, Texans at Broncos. Broncos are a 10-point favorite. 
that again seems high. I'm going to say another close one. Let's go 28-24 Broncos. 28-24 Broncos. I have it. I think Denver's going to win the game. I have them winning about 30-22. to Cardinals at Raiders. Raiders are five-and-a-half point favorite. I do not think the Cardinals are good. Neither Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders 34-28. So you have them covering that. I have the Raiders winning 31-21. to You said 34-28? Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure I got it right. Bears at Packers. Packers are 10-point favorite. I think that line's a little high, but I also think it's also fair. Uh Never know we're going to get, or we assume we're going to get greatness out of this Packers offense, but judging by last week, who knows? But I'm going to go with the Packers, 30, Bears, 17. I got 35-17, Green Bay. Green Bay coming off of a loss, and especially seeing the Bears at home, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a blowout. All right, this is an interesting one. Titans at Bills, 7-15 Monday night. Don't understand the uh, the non double header. Just the two games at once. Uh, this game should be finishing up though by the time the Vikings and Eagles hit the second half, which is pretty good. Yeah. I think this is a high line too because I the Titans aren't great, but I don't think they're bad. Bills by ten. Uh, I think they're going to get a little bit of a tougher game here. Rabel's a good coach. Rabel's going to have his guys you know, psyched up over that line and all the people doubting them. So I do think the Bills win. I do think it's going to be closer, though. Let's say 28-24 Bills over the Titans. And see, there's a world where that's the case, but the Bills seem to be knockout punchers. I think they literally only know how to win by double digits. Them on 10 days rest against the Titans, who I'm not sure their defense will be able to do anything. I've got this game being 38-24 to Buffalo. Vikings Eagles. This could be the game of the week. This one's going to be on ABC. This is my second game first, of the week behind the Thursday night game. But go on. That's also going to be great. Uh, Titans game, by the way, that one. Titans Bills is on ESPN. This one's on ABC. Eagles by two and a half. Eagles at home. Man, this is a pick them for me. But if the Eagles, if the Eagles are the team I say they are, Eagles got to win this game. But I'm actually going to pick Minnesota. It's going to be a shootout. Let's say I'm going to go 38-35 Minnesota in a Monday Night Classic. Um, Speaking of, I've got the same kind of thing. I've got 34-33 Minnesota in a Classic. I think this is going to be the game of the week up there. That and Casey uh, Chargers. Dope. Well, Keenan, I'm going to let you go. This is great. We're doing get on out of here. It's great doing this. I can't wait. Football's back. Fantasy football. We'll talk about how your season's going soon. I love fantasy. Love football. I love everything. Thank you, America. <laughs> yeah, we, got, <laughs> we got we got much more to talk about next week. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back. Y'all have a good one. Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Warner Brothers Podcast, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Keenan, great talk to you. We are out of here.